Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Okay, nice. Just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you pay attention to AI by using uh, by uh, providing techniques for content marketing. Okay, so my name is Rima Bomera. Uh, I'm from Egypt and I've been working in the content marketing space for around five years now, ever since I graduated basically in 2017. Um, I'm a copywriter and content writer and I have just started uh, providing writing coaching to other writers who also want to step into the freelancing world. And over this time, I have worked with countless clients from all over the world uh, providing different content writing services and copywriting services. So we're talking everything from SEO blog posts all the way to website copy, service pages, product descriptions, and everything in between, basically. Um, so the first time I heard about AI was actually when I was um, heading the content department at an SEO content agency um, a year ago. And it was when AI was starting to make a bit of a, of a buzz. It wasn't yet chat GPT and all of that. It was basically just uh, Jasper, which which was uh, Jarvis at the time. And it mm -hmm. was very interesting because it was the first time that we hear like, you know, an AI writing tool can write an entire blog post. And from an agency side where an agency is running based on this kind of service, of course, one starts to think that this is a threat and that we need to know what's happening. Is this really going to replace our writers? Do we need to start thinking whether we're going to offer a service that does AI writing and all of that? So that was the first time that I was actually tasked with the responsibility of uh, going deeper into AI writing tools and seeing what they're capable of. And to be frank, at the time, they weren't capable of much. Um, it took a lot of effort to come up with something that can actually be used. And so we put it sort of like on a side for some time. Um, but we kept an eye on it, basically. So we were seeing what's developing, what's not. New versions were being rolled out. And... The more the days passed by, the more these tools became, you know, more heard of and more used. And a lot of people were talking about them, especially when ChatGPT came out like a, a month or two months ago and started making this really big buzz. Um, so as a person in general, I'm someone who is always enrolled in one course or another. Um, I'm a lifelong learner, so I never get bored of learning. And uh, my way of staying on top of the market and seeing how to always become a better version of myself and being able to better serve my clients is to always be in the know of what's happening. So I couldn't possibly ignore what's happening in the world of AI. And because it was so fascinating to me, I just found myself, you know, going deeper and deeper. So after that opportunity to experiment with Jasper, I was actually hired by Copy AI, which is one of the most well-known uh, AI writing tools. And I worked with them for around nine months. And of course, that did give me exposure to their writing tool as well. Um, and then when ChatGPT came out, I started experimenting with it myself to sort of compare how they fare against each other. And from there, it's been like the slippery slope of constantly wanting to learn more and do more in the AI writing space. And just recently, actually, I was approached by and um, they want me to be their AI blog specialist. And the role is very interesting because um, as we're going to probably speak about later, uh, is that they want me to take the content that's being generated by the AI and then add my own human touch to make it their own, to add this sort of hum human 
personality to it, inject tone, um, make it in line with everything that they've been producing before AI. And so it's a very challenging and interesting role that I really can't wait to get started with. Nice, nice. Love it. Love it. Awesome. You know, I got your energy. <laughs> you, you, you know, your deep explanation. So nice. Yeah. Love it. Thank love you. it. By the way, I, I know why you live in Egypt because, you know, when I was in Egypt, when I dived to this uh, Red Sea, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's the best sea ever, you know, because. Yeah, so this, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fish. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yes, exactly. It's, it's the best beach, time. honestly, that I've seen, like, in the world. Like, I've lived in multiple countries, and I've never seen a beach quite like it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Okay, let's talk mm -hmm. about AI. Uh, I'm interested about... Uh, how to use AI in the correct way? Because I see some issues with AI as well. Because, you know, many, uh, I, I think today AI can replace all uh, medium writers uh, or uh, low, uh, yes. uh, low level because uh, uh, these writers just uh, rewrite content. AI can do it much better, you know, with better exactly. grammar, you don't need to edit. Yes. But AI can't replace great. Uh, specialists, experts who spend time to provide deep research that you mentioned a lot about exactly. research. So can you tell how to use in, in the right way? Because uh, if we can't uh, uh, just rewrite existing content because users probably uh, see this content from other places. Uh, so exactly. how to use yes. in the right way? <laughs> Yeah, so I think uh, to just put the foundation for anyone who may be not really in the know of how these AI writing tools work. So just very briefly, how they work is that they generally go through everything that already exists on the internet, and then they just notice the patterns that are in the content. And so when you give them a prompt, like write a blog post on, you know, how to set up my MacBook, they're just going to see what everyone else has been saying and just rephrase it to make it quote unquote original, and then give you that back. So as you said, anyone who does that, who just relies on whatever the AI gives them and just publishes it online, won't get really far. However, I'm not against using AI writing tools. So before it was a question of should we use it or should we not? Now the question is, as you said, how can we use it? So personally, I find that the best way to use it is for, first of all, um, in, on, the, on the client front is for brainstorming. So a lot of times my clients, what would delay them in getting their content out there or uh, what would delay them from having a consistent publishing schedule and constantly being visible on the internet was this idea of creating briefs or having ideas or doing the keyword research and all of that back end stuff that they need to do before they actually send a writer a brief to start with the writing. So I find that AI writing tools are especially helpful in that area. Um, because they can do the keyword research. So you can just tell them, I want to write blog posts about topic X, and then they can, you know, score the internet and then come up with the ideas. And then you can tell them, okay, can you create a brief for a writer on this, this, and this? And then they can provide you with the brief. Like, here's the heading. Here's the word count that you should aim for. Here are the keywords that the writer should use. You can even go a step further and tell them, how about you write me an outline so that the writer doesn't go off track. So they can then tell you, okay, the writer should cover briefly one, two, three, and four, and five. So if you think about it, this won't take clients like 15 minutes of their time. And in a matter of like an hour, they can have like a bunch of briefs that they can send over to their writers and the writers can take it from there. So that's one, one way to use it. And it's a very, very interesting way because it will speed up their content generation um, massively, of course. Now, another way is 
okay, I don't mind people using it to generate like full-blown blog posts or whatever, but you can't rely on the AI. So one of the most important disadvantages of AI writing tools right now is that they're, they're sometimes inaccurate. So they can give you statistics, they can give you data, quotes, anything that's just not correct, or they can tell you stories or whatever that just never happened. So you do need a writer to fact check everything that the AI says, and um, they need to do their own research. So I keep hearing about this usage of AI, which is use it for research. I wouldn't ever use AI for research because one, they stopped getting updated at 2021. So anything that happened after 2021 isn't in the database as of now. I know that's probably going to get updated later, um, but for now, the information isn't up to date. So that's one thing and businesses shouldn't risk uh, posting content that's not up to date. That's one thing. And another, uh, as I said, it's this idea of the content not being accurate. So you can't rely on AI to do the research um, for you. And another thing is that, as you said in the beginning, you don't want your content to just be a mix of everything that's already existing out there. So um, my advice for clients is usually to be very specific of how, of how they want to, this content to be original at the end. So this could be that they interviewed someone. For instance, they can have the writer interview someone to give their own unique perspective on a topic. It could be that they're doing their own firsthand research and going deep on the market and having unique insights that no one has ever mentioned. It could be even storytelling, telling a unique story that they have that no one has mentioned on the internet before. So basically what I'm trying to say is that AI writing tools should just be used as an assistant. So an assistant in my world, it means basically for brainstorming and for first drafts. So you can't expect to take the content that AI will generate and just go publish it on WordPress. You know, it's not how it works. You will always need a writer to refine it. And that refining can take different forms depending on whether you're writing content or whether you're writing copy. So if it's content, as I said, you need, you need to make sure that it's actually valuable and that it's not just a copy of everything that's already out there. And when it's copywriting, that's even more riskier. So I know people who use AI writing tools to write their sales pages for, for instance, an offer that they're promoting or something. And that's the worst thing that they can do because copywriting depends nowadays on like emotional, um, emotional benefits and it depends on connecting with the readers and having a specific tone of voice and all of that. And you can't expect AI to have a tone of voice that's consistent or that really resonates with your target audience because it's a robot. You can't expect it to understand human nuances. You can't expect it to have the stories that you would have. You can't expect it to understand everyday situations that people go through. And so relying on it fully isn't the way to go. And in terms of, so we spoke about content writing, in terms of copywriting, I think the best way to do it is to have something called a brand voice guide at the very beginning that is sent to the writer. And what this details basically is the tone of voice that the brand is using, words to use and words not to use. What are the phrases that we're known for? Because you want your, your customers to know you like from a mile away. You want them when they see your content, they're like, I know that X company is the one that published this. And so if you're speaking to them in a different tone of voice every single time or you're saying something that you wouldn't normally say then people are going to be like what's happening over here let's talk about asking the right questions from ai because you know yeah. i found once uh when elon musk shared on twitter on his company own company mm -hmm. uh, about open ai and uh, he asked open ai uh, the question that mm -hmm. i spent 
two or three times to read and trying to understand what Elon Musk wanna ask, you know. So a lot of details, very specific. It's not yes. like common people can ask, please write me article about weight loss. How can I can lose weight and something like this? So Elon Musk spent time to craft yes. uh deep question and yeah. he got this deep insight. After that, you can get something interesting and even yes. unique. So Can you tell how to do it, how to ask questions like Elon Musk? Okay, so the first thing obviously is the, the, is to be very specific about what you want to get out of the piece or whatever it is that you're writing. So you have to have a purpose. So for instance, you have to be very clear about what this piece of content is going to achieve. So is the purpose of this piece of content to educate people and not have any feedback from them? Is it to educate them or is it to engage them? So you can have content that asks people a question at the end so that they can engage with it. Or is it purely to sell? So you can tell it like write it in a tone that's salesy or in a tone that's very compelling and so forth. So you need to be very clear about the purpose. That's number one. Because if you don't guide it on that, as you said, the, the output won't be in line with what you what you want. And then the second thing is to be very specific if you have any details in mind. So for instance, um, if you are writing something for marketing for your own company so let's say you're writing something for unmiss you can't expect it to know what unmiss is unless you actually feed it the information otherwise you can expect that it will just use those two words and come up with something that has to do with not missing out on something but it won't necessarily say that this has to do with digital marketing and has to do with seo and all of that so you have to give it as much details as possible so even if that's just like the description that you use on your uh, website for instance for what unmiss is you should give it that context of you know please write me uh you know uh, a sales offer promoting a new course that's going to be offered on unmiss what is unmiss you have to tell it so it's like unmiss is this digital platform that offers this this and this so that it has some context to work with then of course this tone of voice so you have to tell it that if generally what ai does is that it goes into the super formal tone that you wouldn't normally write with so one way to say it is like you can say write like Oprah Winfrey, right? Like Neil Patel, mm -hmm. you know, you have to give it some guide on what you want tone of voice to sound like. You can say, you can say, make it funny. Uh, you can say, make it serious, make it conversational. So you have to guide it on tone of voice. And of course you have to mention if you want something specific to be mentioned. So for instance, if there's a specific pain point that you really want to touch on, or if there's a certain detail that can't not be mentioned, then you have to tell it that. So a lot of people assume that just because this is a robot, it's going to know it all, but it's not going to go inside of your mind. So if there are things that you need to see in the, in the content or in the copy, then you have to say that from the beginning and not just assume that it will know. So yes, uh, AI can be such a huge time saver, but as you said, it's all about the prompts. The quality that you will get is will be as good as the input that you give it. If you don't give it quality input, you won't get quality output. And for that reason, actually, this is why new roles have been emerging. And this is very interesting for me. So there are uh, these new roles for writers that are emerging that are like AI blog writer, prompter or um, AI content strategist. And basically what these roles consist of are people who know how to give AI the right prompts so that they can get the right outputs. So there's even a sort of creative skill to this where people are going to have to experiment time and time again uh, to see which prompts work. 
I've even seen people who are starting now to sell like sheet sheets with prompts for ChatGPT to mm -hmm. get the outputs that you want and things like that. But again, it all boils back to being very, very specific about what you want. And again, this reiterates the idea that you have to have a strategy from the beginning. You can't expect it to just make up things for you and get your blog up and running and get your SEO rankings higher. No, you still have to know what exactly you're aiming to do, who are your target audiences, how you speak to them, and everything basically that a person would normally do. So this is again, why it's an, just an assistant, not a replacement for writers. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I agree. Assistant, because, you know, for example, I love writing myself. And right now I can't change my writing with uh, AI probably for a few years. We'll see. But today I yeah. can't. Uh, but exactly. I can use it. Yeah, I can use it. Like uh, if I can't construct the sentence i can ask ai please I exactly thoughts please help me yes. with that you know me too <laughs> or when i find myself yeah. stuck with something i don't know how i just can't seem to rephrase it in the way that i want to yeah. i'm just like give me 10 versions of ways to say this you know <laughs> and then you just mix and match from the outputs that you get to come up with what you actually want to say at the end and what aligns with your voice and everything mm -hmm. especially i love uh to ask about uh, titles descriptions me too headlines exactly headlines titles and anything that has to do with yeah as you said like general um outlines even for blog posts and things like that just like the the easy things i would say like i use it mostly for the repetitive things that are just mm -hmm. end up taking too much of your time just because you have a writer's block or you can't seem to think properly it's also great for conciseness you know because nowadays readability is very important and people want to read things on the go and very quickly i find it especially helpful when you know you wrote a very long sentence and you just want to summarize it in a concise way or you want to write a social media post out of a script that you have for a video or something like that it does have very interesting usages but the right usage is not to just count on it for everything and just you know fire fire the writers that you have on your team mm -hmm. nice nice okay let's leave uh, ai and i want to ask about your uh skills your foundation of your skills uh writing because you know once i had the conversation with jim edwards he worked in business insider 10 years then uh, company was sold uh for 500 million dollars hmm. thousand employees uh, very uh popular website yeah. and um it's interesting uh i asked him uh about success and he told uh, success of business insider depends on uh writing non-boring content and i found this issue everywhere a lot of content are boring you know you can take some business books uh read them before sleeping if you have problems with sleep so you can sleep well you don't need to pay for medicine pills you know you can save money you know just yes. to take a new boring business book uh, yes. i know it's important to read them i love reading business books but some of them are great for example joe yes. sugarman wrote great books you know i can't stop reading them i love books uh, from jack london he wrote his books mm -hmm. like 100 years ago if i take this book i can forget about water about sleep about meal about anything i can live on this book yeah you, know? you just live so, in the book yes yeah yeah and i'm interested how to create such content you know uh if ai can help uh please tell how to create content that people wanna read not sleep by reading this okay. content actually i find this to be very simple people want to read things that they can relate to and relatability means that they really feel that you understand them, that you're speaking to them directly. And there are a few, a few techniques for this. So first of all, it's storytelling. 
And storytelling is when it's, it's as simple as it sounds. It's basically telling a story. And that story doesn't have to be yours. It can be theirs, you know? It can be yeah. like you relating to a certain problem that they have and explaining it to them so well that they feel like, oh my God, this person is speaking to me. They know me so well. Um, that's one thing. The second, of course, is speaking to them directly. Like gone are the days where you would refer to consumers as customers and consumers and people. You have to tell people like you and I, we're in this together. You have to keep saying like you, you, you all across the content. Um, another thing is that a lot of people deal with content as if it's just like the headline, the meta description and getting the click. But equally important is getting people to stay on the page. You want them to read until the end. So it's no longer about just having one hook at the beginning of the article to get people to continue reading. You want them to continue reading every single line. And the way people do this is it's sort of like it's called an it's a, called an open loop where you want them to stay hooked by not giving them all of the information right away. So you don't just say everything that's, you know, right in the introduction or right in the first section. You have to keep them wanting more. So you tell them, oh, okay, so the definition of content marketing is this, this, and this, but why should you use it? You probably are wondering right now. So here's why you should do it. And then at the end of each reason that you're giving them on why content marketing is important, you would make them want to know the next reason and give them this idea that this is not all. So it's all about hooking them in through fueling their curiosity, uh, making them feel that you understand them really well and constantly making sure that you're opening a loop on every single point and that you're not just providing one hook and of course giving value like I see a lot of articles where like they're like we're going to tell you how to write a business plan and then inside they're going they're going like okay your business plan needs to have one two three and four and then they don't tell you like okay how do I go about writing those what does that even mean so people bounce off your website and they go looking for more answers on other websites because you're not you're simply not giving them value but if you were to walk them through how exactly to do it and make them feel that the process is simple and hassle-free they're going to stick with you so this concept of value is something also that is very very important and it can't be overlooked anymore so you can't just scratch the surface with your content you have to actually dig deep and give people the answers and many people think like but if I give them all the answers then what would I offer in my services or in my products but believe me people when you give them that much value in your content they're like oh if this is so good imagine how the paid offers would be so to never think twice about giving value, basically. And of course, other tricks are making your content readable. So not using any complex words, remembering that not all people are natives, um, always checking with tools like, you know, Hemingway app for um, making sure that your readability is on point, using tools like Grammarly to help you replace complex words with more simpler ones, um, breaking down the content because people read the content on their phones right now. So you can't have like chunks of text that aren't breaking, breaking down with visuals or interesting videos or something to help them take a pause um not breaking down the content into headings for instance so you have to give people the option to choose what sections of the content they want to read and what they want to skip so don't force them into doing anything when they feel that you're giving them the option to you know to skim the content and still understand what you're saying um uh, to give them stories that feel like the content the content was written just for them all of that makes them want to read more and it doesn't become boring because as you said they're so hooked in that they can forget about everything else they just want the value that you're going to give them so they're very simple techniques but when done right they really do make all the difference in everything from metrics to conversions to all of it really yeah, yeah, agree with that. By the way, I decided, uh, you know, uh, I remember when I gave task 
tasks for copywriters and i ask them about the length of articles of pages right now i don't do it anymore because yeah. you know if writers don't know what to write they usually uh, write some not important information especially uh, if you're paying them per word <laughs> yeah don't do it guys just pay for articles yeah. give them time to research you know yeah. then you can get quality mm -hmm. content and you mentioned about grammarly hemingway it's interesting you know uh, grammarly uh, helps you know to change words but sometimes mm -hmm. i disagree with grammarly for example when i write a lot yeah <laughs> yeah when i write the word simple uh, i get replacement like straightforward I don't know. Yeah, that me, sometimes happens. Yeah. So that it, seems... it depends. It depends. It, yeah. Yeah. And also it's good for the writer to know how to make this differentiation. And this applies to everything else, honestly. Like, I'm so happy you brought this up because I keep saying that even with all AI writing tools, you can't just use them blindly. So for instance, a lot of newbie writers are now counting on AI to start, you know, offering content writing services or copywriting services when they don't know how to write from the beginning. So if they don't know the foundations of how things are done, they won't be able to spot when when a mistake like that happens. So like you said, they wouldn't know that Grammarly is giving them a misleading suggestion or one that isn't in the best benefit of the reader and so on. And so that's why I always promote this idea of knowing how to do the things on your own first and then using AI to like speed things up or give recommendations so that you can have this opportunity to, you know, pick up, okay, I'm going to do this recommendation or, oh no, I'm going to drop this one. So this is very important. Yes, I do uh, disagree with Grammarly a lot of times, but I, at the same time, I really can't live without it because it does yeah. catch things that one sometimes just doesn't see. Yeah, Grammarly is not a golden button. Uh, yeah. So sometimes it helps, but sometimes you can find much better way. Okay, yeah. I'm interested about uniqueness. You mentioned a lot about value yeah. it's important to share value and uh i found uh for example if you need to write an article about evergreen content we have a lot of other evergreen yeah. content on yeah. this uh, topic so can you tell how to share something unique because for me uh, it's not valuable if others have it if many other yeah. websites have it it's not value because uh, uh, people can find the same information I'm interested about uh, providing something new for evergreen content if we have such content online. Yeah. Okay. So as I was saying, like in the beginning, uh, there's a difference between uniqueness and originality. So for many mm -hmm. people, originality simply means like, you know, 100% original on copyscape that something wasn't plagiarized or whatever. But we all yeah. know that that can be simply content that has been rephrased over and over again until it just doesn't appear on the plagiarism detectors. But uniqueness goes a much more far than that. And it definitely entails giving information that hasn't been said before. And uh, in this era of AI written content, I think that the best way to do that is to go back to the old ways of doing on-ground research. So uh, on-ground doesn't have to mean like going in the street and asking people, but it can be as simple as something that we're doing right now. So you want to give a unique perspective on what AI writing tools are capable of and what they aren't. So you go speak with someone who has actually experimented with them and you make a blog post, for instance, 
out of that. You extract quotes from everything that we said, combined with things that are in, on the internet, like the facts of how the technology works or what the services can do and what they can't do. But you're basically merging this aspect of firsthand research and not just relying on research that's already on the internet. I find that honestly to be the best ways. Um, and of course, like uh, coming up with your own perspective on things by injecting data into the content. So always supporting your your whatever it is, the claims that you're making um, by statistics, by uh, firsthand research done, as we were saying, like with expert interviews, quotes from people um, who are on social media, for instance, if you take their permission. So you don't really have to do a full-blown research. You can compile what people are saying on social media and make something entirely new out of that. So the idea is to be very creative on how you, you can approach the same topic that everyone is talking about, but do it in a very interesting and unique way by making it more interactive and real by taking information from real people and not just from the internet. And that always wow. works, like expert quotes always work. Uh, taking information from word of mouth on social media always works. Supporting information with statistics and case studies always works. So for instance, if you were to speak with a company on how they've been using AI for the past three months and what they've seen in results and so forth, that would be a unique way to talk about the impact of AI writing tools than just listing the pros and cons of what they can do, you know? So it's always about going the extra mile in my opinion. So if nice. if you want to generate a large amount of content and just pump it out, there's nothing easier than that. But what's hard is to actually constantly go the extra mile with your content pieces to bring more eyeballs and to give more value. That's in my opinion. Awesome. You know, I never thought about that, you know, to check out social media and use yeah. quotes because uh, influencers, uh, experts usually share information online, so it's you don't need to reach out to them. This, like LinkedIn, is like a gem. People are sharing their thoughts all the time about these things, about trending topics. And if you just take the most valuable ones and compile them and share your own thoughts on the topic, then it's it's amazing. People will want to yeah. read it. Like, but if you give me an article on the pros and cons of AI writing, there are plenty of articles that say the same thing. Um, so it becomes a replica of everything that's already out there. Nice, a valuable tip. Never thought about that. Uh, yeah, I know about Haro, about many other methods, but I never thought to just yeah. And of course, Haro is, a, but Haro is harder, I think. So I still want it to be easy for people, for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I think the easiest way is to just literally do some social listening online. Yeah, and it's better to make uh, attribution, you know, to link exactly. To of this course, and everyone will appreciate it. Everyone will be happy, you know, yeah. who doesn't like a good mention online. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I will use it. I will use it. <laughs> okay. You know, I opened your LinkedIn profile because I love opening LinkedIn profiles. <laughs> and, you know, I found, uh, I like your quote on the ground. Copy Thank that uh, compels content that converts. Yes. So let's talk about that. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Once I had a conversation with webmaster who uh, lost uh, 400,000 traffic because Google dropped his renting positions. Mm -hmm. But he didn't lose any sales. So he got mm -hmm. a lot of traffic, but this traffic uh, didn't convert. Exactly. Uh, so can you tell how to unite your content creation strategy with a unique selling proposition? Because it's not like that I have traffic uh, 
let's mm-hmm. imagine if I sell SEO, yeah, uh, if I have the traffic with the keyword SEO, it, it's hard. It's hard to compete with Neil Patel, Moss, IHRS, many of other course. great companies. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure that I can convert by having this keyword. So can you tell how to unite the strategy? Uh, I mean, like to create content and with your unique selling proposition. Okay. Um, so in my opinion, what happens when you get a lot of traffic, but you're not converting is that there's something wrong with the offer itself and how it's structured. And most of that actually goes back to not knowing your unique selling proposition and making false promises. So especially with SEO, there are a lot of promises around like, you know, I'll get you on page one in 10 days. And so it's unrealistic. Of course, people click because they're so interested to know how you're going to do that and all of that. But is it realistic? It isn't. So um, and that's why a lot of copywriting work is honestly getting a bad rap in the market because of the ethics around it and all of these promises that are made but are not kept. So I find that the best way to do this is to actually be very, very clear on your brand promise and delivering on it. So when you really hone in on what you want people to be able to do through your services and what you can really achieve, that's when you can really start getting conversions and getting qualified leads instead of leads that are just interested in in what you wrote because it's so compelling for anyone that passes by. So it's about knowing who your target audience really is and imagining that you're speaking to one person because the worst thing that you can do is say that your target audience is everyone. Like I do SEO for everyone who wants to rank. No, it can't be like that because strategies differ from one industry to another. Target audiences differ from one industry to another. Um, So you have to be really, really specific about who it is that you're offering your services to. And number two, about what it is that makes you different. Because as you said, there are giants in every single industry, including SEO, obviously. So what is it about you that makes it makes you different? And a lot of people get this impression that to be different, they have to be doing something that's never done before or using cutting edge technology that hasn't been used by anyone. It isn't about that. It's just a being really, really serious and authentic about what it is that you do. And it can be as simple as customer service, by the way. It can be as simple as I'll never leave you until you get better rankings. You don't necessarily have to deliver rankings on page one but if you're you're making me progress and you're making me go higher on search engine engine rankings i will continue to work with you so it's about making claims and promises that you can actually deliver on that's the only way that you can really get conversions because the right people will attract will come um, and become attracted to you because that will reflect in your messaging because when you say like my target audience is x and i can help them through x then you start writing the copy in a way that speaks directly to them instead of speaking to everyone Um, and when you speak directly to them again this is what we were just talking about people feel like oh this person is actually made for me i was so i was looking for someone for so long to do this exactly for me but i couldn't find anyone so again the mistake is usually like jumping on the bandwagon of using you know things like titles that will attract anyone um, and thinking more of how can I get traffic instead of how can I get conversions? Because these are entirely two different things. You can get traffic and, as you said, not convert at all because you're just thinking of how to get some more eyeballs on your content. But if the copy itself doesn't reflect your messaging and isn't speaking to those people, then they will just bounce off and all of that traffic will mean nothing. So it's about really, really having, again, a brand voice guide right from the beginning that details everything about your marketing strategy and about what you want to achieve from every single piece that you write. Only then will you start seeing conversions. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, you remind me about uh, headlines like how to lose 
10 kilograms for 10 exactly. days. Yeah, and you know, BuzzFeed type of uh, headlines that like, you know, you won't believe this when you see it and then you go in and something that's been seen like a million times before and there's nothing unique about it. So it's about being honest, honestly, Um, Mm -hmm. because there's such a demand for honesty nowadays, especially with everyone using AI to write their content and everyone just, you know, making these generic claims and wanting to rip people off from their money. Uh, Honesty is so much in demand right now. So if you're honest, the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agree. But you know, it's it's hard to compete with these headlines. You know, for example, uh, once I check out uh, how to learn uh, French for uh, ten days to speak like fluent, uh, mm-hmm. and or h- how to earn uh, ten times more by mm-hmm. investing in uh, month. Uh, it's interesting. Even Warren Buffett uh, shares that he he doesn't know how to earn. Uh, plus 18 percent a year you know? yes. <laughs> one of the best investor in the world you know but yeah. uh, someone can promise i can you know you can uh, earn 10 times for a month you know yeah exactly yeah. so and the problem is that people mm-hmm. see right through it like when they go through the programs and they don't get that then you you're ruining your credibility you're ruining your reputation and everything is is just doomed so i don't i, I don't get why it happens to this day yeah nice okay rim i have the final question uh, about the future of AI. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's dangerous for copywriters and how to adapt today uh, to, to this future? <laughs> Honestly, I think it will be dangerous for copywriters and content writers who pretend that it isn't there. Uh, so a lot of people are resisting its existence and they're like, no, it just it won't be able to copy me. So they're not even learning how to use it or seeing what it's capable of and all of that. Um, and that's very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous because AI is here to stay. People will continue to use it, including writers and the writers who will be able to in- incorporate it within their services and be able to leverage it to make things more efficient and more result oriented for their for their clients are the ones who will make it but the ones who will continue to resist it and say that it's not capable of doing anything are the ones who will get left behind because no one will tolerate not using ai writing tools in the future so the people and the writers who will know how to navigate ai writing tools the ones who will know how to write good prompts the ones who will be aware of the different writing tools and how to use them are the ones that will have a competitive edge and as you were saying in the beginning mediocre writers who will rely on ai writing tools to the maximum will also get left behind because the content won't be usable so the extremes aren't good so you know relying on ai writing tools for everything is wrong and not relying on them or even learning how to use them is also wrong the best way for Mm -hmm. me is to find a, a perfect blend of both where you're using your human creativity that ai simply can't replicate and mix that with everything that it has to offer in terms of quickness in terms of efficiency in terms of everything to come up with something that's really really beneficial for all clients and for everyone honestly so that's how I see the future. It's here to stay, basically. Nice, nice. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, I agree, I agree. You know, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, I think, you know, for me, uh, AI like a tractor. You know, when farmers got tractor, you know. Exactly. Uh, they, and calculators, they everything. Yeah. Yeah, they stop digging themselves, you know. So if a tractor can do it, but you can uh, drive the tractor. So it's the same. You need someone AI. to run it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> So you because, will always need a human writer to use the AI tools for you. 
So it's not like yeah. clients will go in and do the work themselves. They still don't have the time, just like they didn't have it before. So you need to be aware of how to use the tools. Um, so they're not going to replace writers, but writers need to be very aware of how to use them. There's no denying that. Yeah, nice, nice. Love it. Love it, Rim. It's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn the from you. Oh mine. Yeah, tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Uh, so you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Rima Bomera, just like it is uh, written here on the screen. And at the same time, you can find me on Instagram at Quill, And my website is RimaBomera.com. And I'd love to hear from all of you. Thank you. Okay, guys, you can find the links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Thank you Love so much. all your valuable you. insights. Thank you. So valuable. I got a few tips. I noted them. So I, I'm going Can't to Can't wait to hear how, how you implement them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. 100%. You know that I will implement them because uh, I never thought about that. Sometimes, you know. when It's right in front of you, but you can't see it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you can get the simple ideas. Uh, yeah. yeah, from any place. Yeah, it's a big pleasure that I got on this podcast. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks, Rim. Thank you. Okay. Okay, thanks, day. guys. Uh, thanks a lot for watching and listening us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.